Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That is Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, you just go fast in some circles. Here with the man who was on the Wrestling Road Diaries number one, the man who is a fellow figure collector, and we'll probably talk more about it here later, Sir. Sal Renaro. Sal, where the fuck have you been oh the last God. few years? You just knighted me. That's a big deal. Uh, I feel like Elton John. I, just not as pretty. Yeah, sometimes when I get <laughs> when I get saucy, I'll fucking put a sir yeah, in front of it. I like, love it. When I did the podcast with Billy Corgan, I was like, Sir William Patrick Corgan. Eh, whatever, yeah, sir yeah. Sal Renaro. No, I'm, I'm going to get a crown on the way to Nashville. Don't fucking, <laughs> don't hide my question. Where the fuck have you been? So, uh... Let me rephrase that question and not so meanly. Uh, you were on fire in ROH. Yeah. On fire. And then you disappeared. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny. Perspective's a weird, wild thing. In my world, you disappeared. Yeah, so no, I lost in, you. I in, lost you. In the uh, Basically, in every state but Georgia, I vanished. I uh, When my first son was born... What year was that? It was uh, he was born December two thousand five. Okay, I have a hard time remembering my daughter's birthday. By the way, it was, ironically, <laughs> I confuse mine a lot too, and we could touch on it's, yeah. My my ex wife and my our anniversary was the fourteenth of November. My daughter was born on the eighteenth of November, yeah. and I would flip flop those constantly. The trick to me remembering is. Uh, Xavier Woods, okay. New Day, he's one of my guys. Like, I helped. I didn't teach him how to bump, but I taught him how to do more than, you know, hip toss, arm drag. I didn't know this. Yeah, no, he's 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 a Sauron Aura product. He's, he's one of my guys. And so uh, he debuted on the way to the hospital. I text him because we knew he was on the cusp of getting called up from NXT. Okay. And on the way to the hospital, I said, hey, you got to do me a solid tonight. Don't debut. <laughs> so tonight, can you can't debut. I'm on the way to the hospital. Lily's coming. Yeah. Response. Um, oh, can't no. you wait? <laughs> so, so you disappeared in 05. No, well, no. So my, my no, my eldest was born in 05. Yes. He was December of 05. I went to Japan for a month in January of 06. Okay. And, uh, 
they, my eldest is very weird about pro wrestling because it took dad away. Oh, wow. So when okay, my good. youngest son, when when my uh, my ex got pregnant with my youngest son in yeah. uh, 2010, I said, I can't fuck up again. Lesson learned. Okay. So I've got to, I, I, I basically, it was multifaceted. One, I'm going to be at home. I'm going to, I'm not going to screw up this one. You know, I want yeah. to I, I want to I wanna be at home for for this as much of his childhood as I can. Yes. Two, my greatest fear has always been, and I, Chick Donovan, who's you know Memphis legend, you know did jobs for WCW, literally the whole Turner run. Chick Chick went viral like a few months ago when he wrestled Kerry uh, Morton. Kerry Morton, because yes. he looks like yes. A, yeah. He, look, he looks like a gold bar. Yeah, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Well, most bitter man in a locker room. Really? Hey, oh. pro, pro wrestling owes him everything. You know, Lawler screwed him over. The business owes him, and that was my fear. I didn't want to be the old guy in the locker room that, God, I should have gotten more. The business screwed me. It wasn't, you know, yeah. a lack of talent or height or size or a balding head or whatever. It was the business. It got me. My it drove me crazy because, like, dude, you had a good run. Like, why are you so unhappy? Cheer yeah. up. It could, we could be digging ditches, right? So all that kind of was the perfect storm. And I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pursue outside bookings so much. I still loved wrestling. Yeah. And I wanted to love wrestling. I didn't want to be bitter. So I said, I'm going to back off. I'm going to be a dad. Uh, I went back to college for about uh, three semesters. Sure. Realized college is a bigger work than pro wrestling. I went to college. I had to go to college, but well, no, and for me, it's sure. just, there, there, there was nothing. Once I once I got into the schooling, I was like, oh, I I was interested in languages, you know, doing a language thing, or yeah, I wanted to broadcast sports. Hold on, let's backtrack for a second because you said something. Uh, so. 2010, you decided, all right, I'm not going to take outside bookings, but I'm still going to work Georgia? Yeah, yeah. I would do stuff within two hours of the house. That's okay. So I I became bitter. Yes. I became bitter because of WWE. And uh, they, I lost my dream. And then when I, when I got let go, went through a giant depression, but I kept doing indies. And I never, and I don't know when this is going to happen, uh, I don't know when it's I'm gonna have that feeling where okay I need to stop. Yeah, and it scares me. Yes, because if I would have stopped in 2009 when I got fired, I never would have got to do all the cool shit that I did later on. Yes, never would have got the action figure, and I would have had that what if. Yes, and wrestling's on fire now so much, it's. Scary for me to stop now because what if? Yes. What if? What if I do get a real figure? What if I get a uh, a video game? What if I get an on top run with a belt or something weird? Yes. Like that. So did you have those feelings in 2010? Like I have them right now. No, 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 no. No, no. When it happened? Yeah, 100. percent When it happened? It, yes and no. Like so, like you weren't okay with been, it, but I you had, did it. I had been grinding so hard. Like, keep in mind, I started training in '96, the end of '96. Wow. Yeah. So I was. I had just turned 14, and uh, when I first got '96 with who? Who trained you at '96? Well, so here's 14. the uh, kids don't 
do as I say, not as I do. Don't, don't, oh, don't ever. Here we go. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, at the time I lived in California, I was born and raised in California. Uh, I found a local indie, uh, M well, middle inland empire championship wrestling. I E. That's a lot of fucking yeah, numbers. All, it was all the vowels. Pat Sajak <laughs> loved this place. Uh, Ran two blocks at the Boys and Girls Club from my house. Yeah. Uh, every other Sunday. Blew my mind. Oh, my God. Pro wrestling's this close to me. So I would walk there every Sunday. Show started bell time 7. I was there at 11 a.m. Oh, every Sunday. Man. I will do anything you ask of me. Just let, let me be, me a, part be a part of this. Yeah. And they did. They let me set up chairs. They let me put up the ring. They let me, you know, cook the hot dogs, sell the programs. And the, the payoff was once the ring was up, I was allowed to go in it. Yeah. So the guys saw the bump dummy. <laughs> and instead of, you know, hey, I got this new spot I want to drink. Yep. So Louis Spicoli was. You met Louis Spicoli. Oh, was yeah. So he this is post-Rad Radford. This is early ECW run. Yep. Uh, he lived in the area, so he was he was big on all those indies. So like, I took a Death Valley driver from Louis Spicoli oh, in man. August. Uh, yeah, I think it was August of '97. I'm one of the few in my area that still called a Spicoli driver. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, that you no. took a Spicoli and, driver. And, and keep in mind, I'm he was always Rad Radford to me. Like, oh, I, I was starstruck. That's the first like. Star interaction, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, dude, you you were almost the body Donna. Like, come on. So, so you trained in '96. So, when you decided to hang it up in 2010, were you half okay with it? Well, yeah, because I had been grinding. Keep in so mind, much, yeah, so right? I I moved to Georgia in '98 because okay. I'm, I'm at this point I'm 15 years old. I'm already kicked out of my house. I'm on my own. On your own at 15. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was on my own at 14, but at 15 is when I put two and two together. Keep in mind, I'm a genius 15-year-old who said, oh, well, WCW is based in Atlanta. I should move to Georgia so I can win the Cruiserweight title. How did you get to Georgia at 15? I had a friend's mother rent a U-Haul for me. Okay. And I I had very little thing. It was 90% of it was wrestling figures. Uh, I took all my possessions loaded it up my grandmother i say fortunately kind of oxymoronic my grandmother my grandfather on my mother's side had parkinson's disease okay my grandmother fell ill and they needed help in georgia in georgia okay yeah. okay okay, okay. Uh, you didn't I, just show up on the streets no, I didn't, yeah, yeah oh man i was Here like I dude am. you showed up on the streets yeah here. oh no holy no, cow I, I had a place to go okay good yes and uh they needed help, and so you were there to help. Here I came, yeah, you know, and it was strictly because W. If they lived in Virginia, it never would have happened. You wouldn't have went and helped. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> oh, you're yeah, a terrible yeah, grandson. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, well, keep in mind, I'd never met them before. Oh, really? They did. My my dad was gone when I was six. Okay. My mom and I's relationship was never good. The grandparents never came out to visit. Yeah. Uh, you know, family. Like, and we can go into that later, but like sure. the pro wrestling brotherhoods, my for real family. Yeah. You know, so like, uh, I, I, it's a bond I hold dear, but like, it was, yeah, yes, hey, I'm a horrible grandson. Let's not, <laughs> <laughs> let's call a pig a pig. But yeah, if, 
if it wasn't so convenient that they lived near WCW headquarters, I probably wouldn't have even, well, well, I wouldn't have even known because I called to see, I knew they were located in Georgia. So when I called grandma to see what was going on, uh, you know, two and two, I'm going to go win the cruiserweight title. (laughs) Did you ever go to the power plant? Uh, A couple times. Yeah. They, they let you in? Yeah, they let, I mean, Paul Orndorff laughed me right out of the building. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. Uh, which is funny because... Well, hold on, stop. Okay, we're going to... I need to hear this yeah, story yeah, yeah. properly. You get to Georgia you with the U-Haul action figures. You set, set up home base. How, how quickly do you land in Georgia? Do you say, all right, work up the courage to go to the power plant? It So, I got... Because I'm, I'm you know, pro wrestling was always everything to yep. me. I remember third grade, distinct, I'll never forget this. Miss Bradbury was my teacher. <laughs> going around the classroom, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a dinosaur. I want to be a pro wrestler. Yep. Uh, that little boy has a better chance of being a dinosaur than you do being a pro wrestler. <laughs> All right, Miss Bradbury, duly noted. Sure. You know, it's always been my thing. So, with, so like, I knew Pro Wrestling Illustrated yep. through the the California indie dirt shows. I discovered dirt sheets. So like now I'm the smartest man on the planet, right? I'm, yeah. So I know what indie shows are. So when I move out here, I'm trained enough to bullshit my way through matches. Yeah. I'm 15 years old. Uh, yeah, but I've got enough in my back pocket to go, Oh yeah, I've, I've worked for two years in California and I can name drop a couple of you. I've met Christopher Daniels and Louis Piccoli and like, Oh, all right, boy. I took a Spicoli driver, yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, so I you, can bump, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I can bump and I can sell. So like when guys would put me in the ring, they'd be like, well, boy can go, Yeah, you know? So they didn't, they were none the wiser. That so I, did you just go to this? Power plant knock on the door? No. So I went to a couple local indies and got booked. Through there. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Through there, I met John Phoenix, who very, very little fame in, in NWA Wildside. But yeah. uh, John, I give, he's the guy I give credit for training me. Never, never taught me a thing. <laughs> but he's just, he's a, he's a funny dude and I love him to death. Yeah. And I met Jason Cross. Who had you know TNA run shooting star leg drop before M Dog? Uh-huh. I mean, and Cross and Phoenix were working at a, at a show. It's a bar called Good Old Days. Good that old was days. the name of the company. They didn't have like a you know, blah 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 SCW. It was just hey, every Wednesday we got Good Old Days, and WCW was sending guys from the power plant there just to get reps in, just to get their reps in. So Jindrak, O'Hare, Elix Skipper. Palumbo, all the all the faces you would know from yeah. the new blood. And Terry Taylor was there every week because Canyon was there every week. Okay. So I got real friendly with Cross. They offered Cross, Jimmy Yang, and AJ Styles a contract on the same day. Interesting. Yeah. Uh all these guys They came, were on the good old shows. The good old days. Yeah. Okay, yeah good they old were days all show. they were all on these shows. Uh, okay. And so through Cross. So Cross never signed his deal. Why? Because his dad said he needed more money. <laughs> keep in mind. Oh, keep in mind this is also man. this is late '99, early 2000, where 
Jason Cross, he's three years older than me. So I'm at this time, I'm 15, so he's 18. So guess what's coming? More contract offers because it's 2000. Yeah. WCW's never going away. ECW's a thing. Yeah. WWE's on fire. So like, oh no. You got an offer from one place. Yeah. You might get an offer from another 100%. one. 100%. Do you remember what the cash, what the offer was? Uh, it was small. Uh, actually, I think I have a picture of the contract on my phone because he what? just he just dug it up. You had this conversation recently. We, we I almost have this conversation with him every time I talk to him. Well, now. While you look for it, my my developmental contract. Um, when I got offered a deal, it was on a Wednesday. Uh, Mike Bucci Nova called me, and the contract showed up the next day, and my dad. Not in the same fashion this guy. My dad never really supported me wrestling. Okay. Uh, he went so far. I'm going to tell a side story here. Uh, I was a tape trader. Yeah. And I had the tape of uh, Hogan turning heel. Yeah. So, uh, but I had a lot of other tapes. I had a whole, whole fucking box of tapes. So one morning I woke up and I had the tape from the last the night before. It came in the mail, but I didn't watch it yet. So I woke up real early. Eyes are sleepy. I believe it's like a Thursday or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, what do I do? I'm going to eat, whatever. I'm going to pop this in because I want to watch this. Yeah. Laying in bed. It's like fucking 8 in the morning. So I'm watching it, and my dad works midnights, right? Okay. So he gets home early in the morning uh, to go to bed. So he, wait, he gets home. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm still in bed watching wrestling. He throws a fucking fit, yes. right? He's like, you're a fucking bomb, whatever, takes my tapes. Oh, no. And uh, I didn't see them until I signed my WWE deal. So four years? Yeah. And he told me he destroyed them, but he didn't. He hid them somewhere for four fucking four years. Four years, yeah. All my tapes. He wasn't oh. supportive. So when my contract came in the mail, uh, he had a lawyer friend. He goes, go to my lawyer friend, get it looked at. And the lawyer told me, he goes, uh, you're not going to listen to me, but I would not sign this deal. And I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking Why? about? Because he doesn't know wrestling. He's yes. just a lawyer. He goes, listen, uh, they own you. Uh, they can end this contract at any time. All the stuff I kind of knew already. Yes. He's like, you have no power. Um, uh, the percentages on this are fucking terrible. I was getting paid the lowest developmental deal, uh, $500 a week. Yeah. But I'm fucking 20-something years old, not making any money. Like, when they gave me a moving check... Uh, it was $2,000, and I put it right in my bank account. I had $2,300 in my bank account. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm fucking, you know, whatever this deal. So uh, so $500 a week, and it was like dog shit or whatever. Did you find it? Yeah, I found it. Yeah, okay. so 400, 400 a week. Oh, so only $100 less than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, side note, let's talk about contracts. And sorry, Tyson Kidd, I'm going to put you out there, but you said this multiple times. When I was under developmental, yeah. Tyson Kidd was the lowest paid guy in the entire company. Wow. And I'm going to tell the story because it's great. I'm on $500 a month or $500 oh, a week. Yeah. He's on $500 a week, but they were taking money out of his check for his visa. Oh, no. Every week. Oh, what a so, deep cut. So it was like $400 a, a week, oh, right? Yeah. And then one day, because uh, I lived in an apartment. He lived the one across the street from me. We're in this big apartment complex. In McDonough, right? No, this is in... Uh, by this time, we went to Florida. Okay. So McDonough, he's still getting paid $400 yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, uh, 
FCW, whatever, we're living in Florida. I come down because we rode together to the school, and he's fucking pissed. And it's uh, Tuesday because okay. our checks came out on Mondays. Gotcha. Right? So every Monday, Zach Gowan shout out. Every Monday, you go to that mailbox, there's your check. Because uh, him and I talk about <sighs> yes, that shit. Yes, So Tuesday, we wake up, get ready to go to practice, and he's fucking hot. Like, real fucking hot. And I'm like... It's fucking seven in the morning. Yeah, bro, what are you mad about? He's like, I'm fucking quitting today. I'm fucking quitting today. I'm like, why are you quitting? What's going on? Yeah. Because the following week, he got $500. And he thought his visa was paid up. He's like, this is fucking great. Now I'm going to start fucking be able to not be fucking penny pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just forgot to take it out. Oh, no. So then that Monday he got his check. That shit was $300 oh, fucking dollars. He was... Ah, I was like, oh, no. So the w, the contracts, the story we're on, yes. the contracts were shit. And uh, for developmental, the tiers went 500, 750, 1,000. 1, yeah. And the $1,000 guys were like, we're fucking rolling in it. And I'm just like, I'm getting paid 500. Yeah, go, hey, go, go, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So these boys get offered a deal and you're there. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So you're there for AJ Styles' fucking first contract? When I when he was offered the deal, I mean, obviously I'm not in the room, but when they they all all three of them get pulled off to the side, Jimmy Yang, Jason Cross, AJ, all get pulled off to the side because I'm riding with Cross. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, "Hey man, keep in mind, I loved Jason Cross is a family member to me, love yeah. him to death. You cannot talk to him. He's for shoot Boomhauer." <laughs> he, that's, he, talking is the reason he never made it any further. It's impossible for him. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, and this is, we're talking 99. Now he knows. Cause like, I still keep in touch with him. Yeah. We are on a text only basis. Cause I just can't <laughs> understand. He'll call me. Cool. Like, dude, you're not using words, breathe, do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, he goes, hey, man, uh, guess one WCW. <laughs> How do you casually say that? They offered me a deal. Like, sweet. And so he was he was supposed to start the following Monday. Yeah. So he's he needs help moving up to Atlanta. He's, you know, he I'm moving to Atlanta. All right, man, cool. Let's do it. I'll help you move. Uh, get his place set up. Uh, he goes to practice on Monday. I'm, so he does sign the deal. No, no, no. But he, so it was the weird trial. Like his first week, he's not under deal, but he's going to oh, the power plant. Weird. Okay. So he goes there Monday. He comes back. He's like, man, it's cool. It's real laid back. He goes, why don't you come with me tomorrow? You know what? Why the fuck don't I? Yeah. So I walked in and it was instant heat. And he's, God, I oh. love this man clueless to it and i can feel eyeballs <laughs> he's like it's laid back show yeah, up yeah yeah it's it, not laid yeah back. no they were in you know i'm getting the business from it's mr wonderful so i'm like this is cool as shit yeah right like oh my god man like you turning on hogan fucked me up as a kid yeah. <laughs> like and then he turned on me i was like oh that's i'm still a kid this so you is, walked into Carter Parmon, you know, I mean, it was pretty because like everybody was putting you know most of the guys showed up and there there's Jim attire or whatever, yeah. getting ready to work out. And I just sit along with them. And he's like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just here to you know, say hi and see what's going on. Why? You know, keep in mind, I'm also, I'm, I'm a baby at the, I'm so young. I'm, I don't know a guy named Jim, much yeah. less go with Jim. 
I'm, I'm 120 pounds and 90 of it's hair. Like, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, hindsight being 2020. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't he cuss me out and kick me out? And yeah. he did. And it's, but like. When he was yelling at you, what was he saying? Uh, just like, you, you, you don't deserve to be here. You shouldn't be here. Really? You're not, you know, there's, you're not a part of any of this. I don't know who you are. You're a kid off the street. And I'm just like. And get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. No, what you, what you were you feeling? Go. Were you like, oh, no. I'm heartbroken. Yeah. You know, like, because this was, this, my, this was the plan. Yeah. Go to Atlanta. Win the Cruiserweight Sign title. with WCW. Win the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, no, it's all gone. What am I doing here now? <laughs> so you left. Did I'm you have to wait for. Yeah, to, no, I went and sat in the car. You had to wait practice. for one boy. Yeah. Oh, and man. it was two days later that his dad came to talk to them about the contract. His dad showed up. Just, oh. to, yeah, yeah. I mean, just. How much did he want his son to get? I, I think he was trying to get a grand a week. If I remember correctly, sure. he did not. He did not. You just told him to go fuck off? Yeah, they were saying, oh, well, it's 400 or nothing. And they were like, well, we can't sign it. Then go the fuck home. Yeah. And the fuck home he went. Damn. Keep in mind, this is the same guy that shortly after that, New Jack got him and John Phoenix a tryout with ECW. How good was this kid? Fucking unreal. Physically, he's better than AJ. He's a phys- In 99, he was... He's, he he was doing shooting star leg drops in 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just shit you would. You, you, my brain couldn't comprehend the the things he did. He's such a natural athlete. This yeah. is you know I hate to sidebar. Uh, about three months ago, he hasn't been in a ring in ten years. Yeah. Just he he didn't have the passion for wrestling anyways. It just wasn't. He liked it. He didn't love it. Uh, which is part of his downfall too. But. A couple months ago, hadn't been in the ring 10 years. Okay, come up to the ring, wrestle around with me. Yeah. Just, just to get it out of your system. Off the streets, walks into a ring, standing tuck. Like it's <laughs> nothing. Like it's not, like, like that's what normal humans do. Yeah. It's just an unreal athlete. If, if he had half the drive that AJ had, he would have been somebody. Minus the promos. Well, get him a Bobby Heenan. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, you go to the uh, the factory once. Do you go again? Do you go so, twice? so yeah. So fast forward about six months. Yeah. And I'm uh, I'm I'm doing these good old days shows, and I'm you know I'm meeting guys. And uh, did you see uh, Orndorff again? No, the second. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. Which. Uh, no, at the good old days shows. No, no, no. So okay, Orndorff good. never came to the good old days okay, show. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But. Uh, Terry invited me. Terry Taylor had he invited me to, to come up just to and I I got to get in the rings and work out with him and the WCW at the power plant. At the power so plant. finally you get the invite. Yeah, yes, I get the invite right. and then, you know not even like a hint at like we want to sign you, we're interested in you, but just like hey, can you would you be interested in coming to work out? Yeah. No, I want to do this one indie show and <laughs> go home. Of course. And Orndorff was there to break everybody, you know? So, like, fortunately, I mean, I, I think at that point I was just another face in the crowd. Yeah. And he, he didn't sell for me. Like, oh, this cocksucker again, right? So, yeah. But, I mean, before we could look at the ring, it's 500 Hindu squats. It's 100 push-ups. It's, you know, I'm going to beat you to death before you get in the ring. 
you know, and then it's blow up drill after blow up drill after blow up drill. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, right. I remember the, the stud being Robbie rage, you know, Robbie rage was the guy that, and who was already under a deal, but yeah. I guess was off TV. And, uh, but he just like, fucking look at this guy, but he can do 500 squats. Sure, yeah, sure. I mean, he'd, at that point he'd probably done 8 million squats a day for fun. Yeah. Uh, but I did the one workout and they thanked me and you know, they, nobody said anything bad, but nobody said Say come back. Yeah. yeah. So, so never went back. No, I never got to go back after that. So then how did you do all that and then get into ring of honor? So, so, uh, at that point I had also started working for NWA Wildside, which was huge, which, which is just a crazy, you know, this thing is like a lot of the guys we know, a lot of the guys I knew, that's the place they're telling me to go. And it had a WCW developmental. So I'm like, yeah. hey, here's that avenue. You know, I can I can still keep my name in that WCW hat. Uh, I mean, and we're, and we're talking the night before Super Brawl, the last one, Super Brawl 2001, Jindrak, it was Jindrak and Palumbo against O'Hare and Stasiak at the pay-per-view. They did the dry run in Cornelia, Georgia, in a little bar. Who who ran Wildside at that time? Barons, Bill, Bill Barons. Barons. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, but I'm watching a, I'm watching these guys do their pay per view match the night before they fly out to do it on pay per view. You know, like yeah. that's how deep within the system they were. The first person I meet when I walk into this, if if you don't know about Wildside, I mean it's it's a for shoot converted church house from 18 oct five. That, I mean, it's the smallest, most dilapidated building that you would never be able to locate unless you're looking for it. But the names of people that have been in that building is unreal. First time I walk in, the first person I run into is Bob Sapp, who's 423 of me. Yep. Sitting down, he's staring down at me to say hello. <laughs> I mean, just they, an incredible specimen of a man. How did Barons get those connections? He's a magic man. He'll, he just he just knows how to do it. It's Fuck. same same way Bill Barron still rolling gorilla at NWA today. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Who yeah. knows? He's a wizard. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you get to Wild Side. I, I get to Wild Side. WCW goes under. Okay. Yeah, you know. So we we no go. More cruise no, yeah, yeah. There goes that dream, right? We, we so and we go through that down period of of. Oh one, oh two, yeah, where it's just like there's that M, M what was it? It wasn't MCWs. <sighs> there's a fourth letter in it, like MGCW, that ran at the ECW arena with a bunch okay. of the ECW guys. It was a one one off show, but they sold it like it was a big deal. Was it a uh, who was the referee? Um, who owned that? I I can't even remember. Yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was supposed to be the next big thing. It did one, you know, one and done. And then yeah. there was XWF that was one and done. Uh, which is another one that Cross and AJ were supposed to do XWF and uh, just never did it. No, it was something, it was on AJ this time. Yeah. And then this, also the world, the world wrestling all-stars in Australia, AJ yep. and Cross were booked on it. AJ screwed up and didn't get his passport. Oh yeah. It, it, life's funny like that, but I digress. But so I'm doing the wild side thing and then uh, Ring of Honor becomes a thing and everybody's like, this is the place that this is the rumblings prior to the first show 
Shane Hagedorn, shout out, is writing, yes. a, writing a Ring of Honor book. No, no, no. I talked to Shane regularly. I, I talked to him, and he asked me he asked me a question about Ring of Honor, and he said, uh, what was it, when it started, what were the outsider's point of view? Like, my point of view yeah, yeah. in Chicago. And it was, when Ring of Honor started, it it wasn't just a normal indie. Like us wrestlers looked at it as like, holy shit, they're traveling. Um, they are paying people. They're putting people in their contracts. They're doing so, people are doing things that wasn't a thing, which is make a living at independent wrestling yes, because of Ring yes. of Honor. And they weren't doing TV style wrestling. They were doing nope. because there was that best of the super indie tournament in California. Yeah. That if you were on the indies at that point and you didn't own a copy of that tape, you weren't trying. I mean, that was like, oh, my God, look, Spanky and Brian and Loki and, you know, a lot of these guys like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, yep. my God. Uh, so. So it's blowing up and it gets on your radar. It's it's immediately. I mean, yeah, before yeah. their first show, it's on the radar. And I already had a couple guys going up doing the CZW stuff, but not the deathmatch stuff. Yep. But like the, uh, the best of the best tournament and stuff yep. like that. So. And Ring of Honor and CZW were kind of butting heads, not uh, whatever. So those are the two places, at least from a Georgia indie wrestler perspective, you want to get on for the CZW stuff. Yep. Especially since a lot of those CZW guys, the the, the grapplers were getting looked at Fucking by great. ROH. Yep. Yeah, no, they were awesome. They were. I mean, people forget about that because the blood and guts, but you know the Sanjay's and the Ruckuses and all. I mean, it was awesome stuff. At that time, the early two thousand CZW was never on my radar. Yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor was okay because. I knew Punk and Cabana. Yes. And I was rolling with Cabana around this time. So I was learning from him. He'd gotcha. bring me to IWA yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. So I watched CZW. I was a fan of CZW, but I was a Ring of Honor guy. Gotcha. And I was like, I want to sign. No, 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 I want to sign no. hard. And no, and keep in mind, Ring of Honor was the place to be, yep. period. No. Yep. But uh, the first, and again, I my training was not a thing. It just yeah. wasn't, you know, every night I'm learning on the job. So I didn't grasp, oh, we'll send out tapes, send out 8x10s, get 8x10s made. You know, things like this, they just weren't things. I would get booked because I knew people in Georgia. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, and for whatever reason, uh, Jimmy Rave and I hit it off. Yes. In Wildside. I mean, it was... He his birthday's three months after mine, and it's born same year. I mean, we're three months apart, and we were twins. <laughs> it was sure. just went for whatever it was. But I was always Scrappy Doo to his Scooby Doo. Okay, he just had <laughs> he had the brain, and I had the mouth. <laughs> you know, I'd get us into trouble. He was smart enough to get us out of it. Yeah, uh, but he was the one that like. Wild side isn't the end all be all. I'm going to have to send stuff up north to get these bookings. Okay. And he got on with Ian. He got on with CZW. Yes. And that's what opened the door to him getting on at ROH. And from day one, from from his first booking, Sal, you need to come with me. Sal, you need to come with me. Sal, you need to come. I want you to come with me. Dude, you. Yeah. And I, okay, tell me when. You know, because they were flying them, so it's not like, oh well, let me let me just buy a jump plane the, ticket yeah, next to yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me jump in the let me jump in the, your luggage. You know, yeah. like, 
Uh, and then finally, they did a Dayton show. Dayton, Ohio. And Jimmy goes, I'm driving. No, you're not. I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. But you can be in the car with me. How's that sure, sound, sure. boss? Uh, and so, and at the same time, Barron's had a connection with game because he's Bill Barron's and he has a connection with everybody always some magical way. Yeah. So I had informed Bill like, yo, I'm, I'm planning on going up with, with Jimmy. I knew my relationship with Bill's always funny and I, maybe it's just my perspective. I'm real big on perspective in life. Just, sure. you know, uh, I was always a Bill Barron's B boy. There okay. was there was the A club. There's the A team. Oh, you know, there's yeah, there's there's there was the Jimmy was AJ Raves Styles. And, oh, a, well, and AJ else. Styles, the Golden Goose. No, <laughs> but like AJ, Jimmy, guys like that. And there's the B club, and I was the leader of that because I was the friends of all the A clubs. Yes, the, all the A clubs would fight for me to go with them. So uh, I let Barons know. I was like, hey, if you could pull a couple strings, yeah, I'm going. I'm going either way. Yeah. If you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. And sure enough, I get, the, hey, hello, son. Hey, Bill. Um, what do you think about Special K? I hate cereal. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the drug-induced <laughs> boy group. I'm like, eh, well, uh, I'm not punk, but, like, I've never done a drug or smoke or drink sure, in sure. my life. It's not, like, a gimmick thing. I, I didn't know straight edge was a thing until punk said it. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's got a name. Yeah. But like, I just, I'm like, Bill, I don't care. I can fake, I can fake drugs. I can figure it out. <laughs> yes. I would love to be in special K. He goes, good. I got you a spot. So do you sign? No, 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 no. It's okay. It, this is a one-off. Oh, one-off. One-off appearance. Okay, just to, okay. Just to get, you know, like I'm getting my foot in the door. Dope. So, uh, we show up and the whole gimmick, and I'm not even aware of this, you know, I'm, yeah. Literally, just like I'm going to be in Special K, catch a dive, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess they had sold it that Special K is getting a new member. It's a big deal, and I was like, "Oh, what, what the fuck? That's cool. I'm a big deal." No, it was Abyss. I just, oh. <laughs> I just happened to be there too. Damn. But it was crazy because, like, so they put this match together, and they're. They're doing a dive sequence, and they're like, hey, Sal, do you want to do a dive? No, I want to not get my name. Of course. Sure. You know, and so because I'm me, I guess, it's dive, dive, dive. I slide in the ring, and then Alex Wright dance. <laughs> and then do, you know, the taka dive? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do that to a front flip. And <sighs> crowd pops, and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I get to the back and a couple people pull me aside and go, well, what's your special K name? Uh, 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 Sal? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, but they had a Dixie and Hydro and Angel Dust. Yep. Well, for whatever reason that day, I happened to be wearing a Carmelo Anthony jersey. And I was like, I guess my special K name's Mellow. And they're yeah. like, that's perfect. I was yeah. like, all right, cool, man. So I became Mellow and Special K. Did you... Man, first off, fuck you, Cabana, because because <laughs> you were fucking, you were the top guy, and you couldn't get me in as much as Jimmy Rave got fucking Sal and Jimmy Rave and Bill Barron said, "You son of a bitch, I brought you oranges uh, for your fucking hour long match with with Brian Danielson." Hey, man brought you oranges, Cabana, and, and I and I drove Danielson, uh, 
Prezac and Cabana, again, Ohio is everything, yes, yes. to my first ROH show to Ohio, of to course. Dayton, and then drove them back to Chicago, <sighs> took a test for college that morning, and then came back with the fucking oranges. <laughs> I didn't get in fucking special K. Yeah. I didn't do nothing. Brother's not Alex Wright dancing. Do you know what I got? I got, hey, uh, Cabana goes, hey, Rob, here is Gabe's AIM name. Uh, e uh, send him a message about Dayton, Ohio. And I go, okay, cool. Fucking Gabe Sapolsky and AIM, blah, blah, boom. Hey, Cabana told me to message you, blah, blah, blah. Literally two seconds later, Cabana, bling. Gabe said to email him. I go, fuck <laughs> him. You could have told me to email you. I just AIM'd you. So I didn't get any of that. So fuck oh, you, Cabana. So you're a real dick move. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, you, uh, and fuck you for making me eat protein powder and applesauce, too. Uh, that was. Oh, so he tried to sell you on that shit, too, because he tried to sell me on that. It was. I, I sleep at his house and he wakes up. He's like, here's breakfast and it's protein powder mixed with applesauce. Yeah, that's heat. That's he. He, he, he tried, ate it too, though. You know, I know. He loved it. He tried to kill me with the same concoction. He didn't make breakfast. That's all he made. <laughs> yes. This is. I'm loving Barry and Cabana now. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> his, his apartment was next to the train, loud as fuck. And then we'd wake up, and he'd be like, "Here's breakfast: protein and applesauce." <laughs> yeah. I hope you gag. I, yeah. I probably will. I actually kind of liked it a little bit. <laughs> but fuck you for not making me Listen, a proper breakfast. I thought I ate it wrong. I thought, like I would go home and still try it. Like maybe I'm using the wrong protein. And fuck you, Cabana, for making me drive you to AT Hucks. Uh, in Detroit, even though you got me on the show, just so AT or so you could catch the flight from Detroit to ROH, and make me Jesus drive Christ. home by myself. Jesus Christ! Multiple times. Well done. But well I done. still got on the AT Huck shows. Well, well done, Cabana. So <sighs> fuck you, Cabana. <laughs> God damn it! And I'm gonna see him. I don't know if I'll see him next week, but this week coming up. But uh, whatever. Fuck you, man, and your applesauce protein bullshit. Uh, so when they tell you you're in Special K, what happens next? It's literally. Did Gabe it. tell you this or no? Yes, yes. So I get the stamp of approval. Fuck you, Gabe. <laughs> you're in. You're in Special K. Awesome. Yeah. No dates. That the end of the conversation is you're in Special K now. I'm on cloud nine, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think. Well, I'll see you wherever the next show is. Yeah. And about, I think it was a week off, and then the next week they're in Boston. Okay. So I shoot the email to Gabe. Hey, Gabe, you know, what's, where's my flight, you know, bro? How's this work? <laughs> blah, blah, you know, because I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, what's what, what's the play? Oh, we're only, we're not going to use you special K full time. I'll I'll shoot you some dates and let you know. Interesting. Okay, whatever, man. Yeah. I think I got two, maybe three more special K dates out of the whole, and this is including the last match with Carnage Crew. Yeah. I maybe. One was, I know one was Jersey, but that's because there was a crew of wild side guys going up and Gabe asked if I can get in the car with sure. them. Sure. 100%. I did a, did a pre-show with Jarrell Clark. Uh, Jarrell Clark. I remember Jarrell Clark. Yeah, I know. Jarrell Clark was fucking on fire He was the first guy I saw do a 630. Yep. Same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did a pre-show with, the, which I. No, just, I lie. I saw Jack Evans do a 630. Okay, fair. But go ahead. Uh, I, uh. I recently talked to Alex Shelley, who put that match over. I remember you and Jarrell Clark doing a, dar a pre show in <laughs> New Jersey. Like, yeah. why do you remember that? I don't remember that. Uh, there was one scramble something, and then the blow off with the Carnage crew, where 
Dusty Rhodes does a run in and we're all eating fucking bionic elbows. Justin Credible's whacking us with the cane. It breaks over my head. Like, which is cool. Yeah. You know, like, it's also the first time I got to meet, it's the first time I met Sabu, which sure. like fucking Sabu, Sabu's that guy that in California, we didn't get ECW. I knew Sabu because I had after mags yeah. and me and my, my younger brother would wrestle in the backyard, not like with the light tubes and bullshit. Like we had old mattresses and wood posts and bungee cords set yeah. up, but we would legitimately argue over who was Sabu. And we never saw this dude work. I saw pictures of a scarred up crazy man upside down. You never taped, you never tape traded ECW. Uh, I, Eventually I did, but when I first, 93, 93 to 95, I didn't know wrestling fans. You know, wrestling was my my dark secret. Uh, Okay, so hold it up. Who did I talk about? I talk about this with everyone. I talk about with Billy. I talked about this with uh, a few others. That 93 fucking mid-90s, man, you had to hide it. Yeah. You had to hide it or else you were fucking made fun of. You were bullied. Yes, and keep in mind, uh, in my whole school schooling career or whatever. You were the only wrestling guy? Well, not only was I the only wrestling guy, I never went to the same school in consecutive years. Oh, okay. okay. We moved around a lot. Yeah. So like in 93, I, you know, some people I may have met that like knew of wrestling. Sure. Like, uh, I remember Tatanka being very over with the Hispanic market. <laughs> That's just, just, just what life was. Right. Uh, but the friends that I knew that liked Tatanka, I didn't have the next year. Sure. So like you always lose it. Yeah, yeah. I, so I didn't know anybody that yeah yeah I, I was kind of alone on my island of pro wrestling. My my famous line I like to tell everyone is when the attitude error hit when I was in high school, uh, all the kids that bullied me made fun of me about liking pro wrestling were coming up to me like, oh, did you see what Austin did? Yeah. My famous line was, oh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you weren't there when Lord Alfred Hayes was trying to sell me fruit strike gum. <laughs> don't fucking don't. talk to me about the attitude there. <laughs> I remember somebody came up to me, oh, man, you must be sad, man. Owen Hart died. I'm like, don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, like, I, don't fucking talk to me about dude, any of this. Dude, you I know live, nothing. I lived the new foundation. Yeah. Fuck the whole fuck yeah. off. Fucking Lord <laughs> Alfred Hayes. Like, I was not a Lord Alfred Hayes guy. His voice annoyed me. Yes. But I stuck with that oh, shit and hey, you weren't there dude, for that the way he said razor ramon's name oh, made me want to punch God. every coliseum home video i ever owned fucking lord alfred yeah. hayes yeah oh, yeah Jesus. fuck him and cabana am fuck, i right <laughs> fuck, fuck lord alfred hayes and fuck cabana that's that's fucking the theme of this shit absolutely so uh you do the special k dates and then it ends yeah and i'm like so what's next and then you're in limbo well, is jimmy ray still going to bat for you J- jimmy too to the last day of his life went to bat for Fuck me. you, Cabana. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but no, so Jimmy's still like, well, let's see what we can do. And Gabe was always open to it. And then Gabe got FIP. Okay. And yes. We, and, and which essentially became the Ring of Honor developmental. Yes. And I was in the door immediately. Okay. Yeah. You know, because Jimmy was on all those shows and Jimmy's not going not to that Flo- far from Jimmy's you. not going to Florida by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's load up the car. Jimmy's not going to load up a car without me. Yeah. It's just what our relationship was. Uh, God bless him. Uh, always, always, always took care of me. And that's the, when I was saying earlier about, you know, the brotherhood of pro wrestling, like you don't get to pick your family, but you get to pick your friends, yep. you know? And like my family picked to not have me. So like the friends, the friendship that I've developed, especially in this era where wrestling was my literal everything. That's it. 
I did other things, didn't give a fuck about it. It was yeah. pro wrestling, and Jimmy was my best friend. You know, so like he was, he was more than a brother. He was more like he was. That was my rock. That yeah. was my dude. Uh, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't load up a car without me. So when you went to, when you went to FIP, Gabe constantly dangled the carrot. Oh man. Yeah, you're a. I'll have something for you. Stick with me. I'll have some. Yeah. Sal, I like you. And to his credit, like it's not like I was just at FIP hanging out. Like Gabe booked me. And through the wild side era and stuff, I had gotten to know. So like, <clears throat> I knew Jamie Noble when he was part of the yeah. the Young Dragons. Yeah, you know. So Jamie and I had a relationship, and then when Jamie got released, Gabe booked him immediately. Yes, he had and, a great run. And Gabe put me in FIP matches with Jamie a lot, well, which was awesome, yeah, right? Yeah. Except here's a great story. I, mean, I love Jamie. I don't know your experiences with Jamie. Jamie Noble? Yeah. I don't know him personally. He's the best. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so awesome, you know, and he's got that, hey, boy, I've got damn Jamie Noble, boy. Yeah. So one day it's me and Spanky versus Jamie Noble and his partner. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you want it to be. Uh we all would meet up at Roderick Strong's house, who was another one of those guys that Roddy was just getting over in ROH too at the yep. time. Uh, so, so the, you know, that's part of that brothership nonsense. But we, Roddy's place was near the FIP shows. So, I have to tell Roderick Strong's story after this. Oh, please. Please, yes. go ahead. But so uh, Jamie sees me before he sees anybody. He's like, hey, boy, what do you want to do? What, what do you want to do, Nat boy? And I was like, Jamie, honestly, the only thing I've really got my heart set on is doing a dosy do with you because you're a red nautic. Yeah. And he goes, What do you mean? I was like, You know, fucking something where we hook arms and dosy do. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, I mean, Jamie, I'm not saying like tie up, hammerlock, dosy do, but like, goddamn, just, just tell Spanky, he'll fucking fix it. I'm like, Okay. So we get to the show, Spanky, hey, bro, what's going on, man? Like, I, tell him that fucking spot you want to do. And I'm like, well, you know, I was thinking it'd be funny if we do see dode with Jamie because he's a redneck. And he's like, oh, yeah, bro. Like, Jamie, throw the line. I'll duck under. We do see dode. Goes, God damn, that's good shit. Why didn't you just say that, Sal? <laughs> like, the fuck? I forgot a clothesline. Like, yeah. But that's just Jamie. You know, Jamie, I love it. But Gabe was putting me in there with Jamie and teaming me with Spunky with Spanky yeah. and I'm working with Cabana and I'm working with Punk and I'm all FIP, all FIP yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like it, it took a few months just cause I'm, I don't know if I'm just delusional or just, I'm in my own little world. I didn't realize, Oh, I'm the only non ROH guy working all the ROH guys. Yeah. It, it was Jimmy that kind of pointed that out to me. He was like, Gabe doesn't fuck around like that. Like, sure. There's a reason for that. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Fuck you, Cabana. Yeah, so Roderick. Yes. Oh, Roderick. Uh, it's Because you said Roger, you went to Roderick Strong's place. Yes. I went to Roderick Strong's place. Um, the first ROH pay-per-view? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He wasn't on it. Was he on it? No, he wasn't. No. On. No, because we were supposed to watch it with him. Yes. So I'm in developmental, and TJ Wilson, Tyson Kidd, myself, both of us, uh, meet Roger because he's hanging around. He wants a job yeah, at WWE. He, yes. So uh, he goes, hey, man, uh, come to my apartment to watch the ROH pay-per-view. And was, we're like, all right, yeah, fucking, yeah, cool. So he gives us his address. But this is 07, right? Yeah. Okay, so. First pay-per-view. Different house, and I got to, 
light bulb just went off on another Jamie Roddy house story. Sure. But yes, continue, please. So we get in the car, we go to this house, uh, we go to his apartment, we park, we get out, and we're looking for his apartment, the door or whatever, and there's these two people having sex on a car. And just out in public. Of course. Out in public. Florida and we're man. like, oh, fuck. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Insane. So we find it, knock on the door. This random guy opens the door. Oh, shit. And he's like, hey, man, come on in, whatever. We're like, is Roger, Roger here? And he's like, oh, he's he's not here right now. He'll be back. We're like, okay. So me and Tyson Kid sit on this couch, started watching the pay-per-view. Roger Strong never shows up. Oh, shit. So he went somewhere. <laughs> And just had it on, and me and Tyson were just watching it in his house alone. With nobody, the, the roommate went in his room because he didn't, he fucked off, yeah. right? So we're watching the pay per view. It's fucking, I, I believe a Briscoe match is going on or whatever. Door opens up. The two people having sex walk in the house. Why wouldn't they? Because they're hanging out at that house. Of course. And I was me and TJ were like, oh, what the fuck? And I'm just texting Roger, I'm like, where are you? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I got held up doing something like. Motherfucker, you invited us yeah, to in your house to watch this thing. Play. So the pay per view ends, and then the guy and the girl are watching it with us. We just saw them fuck on the yeah, on the car, right. and me and Tyson are like, all right, I guess we'll just get in the car and leave. Cool, cool, so man. we just we just left and just texted, hey man, thanks for letting us stay at your house while you were there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's Roderick Strong. You know, Roderick before the apartment, he he had a little house that no roommate i i want to say it had something to do with his dad it sure. was his dad's old house or something but uh again that was the spot before fip a lot of us would meet at roddy's yeah and the first time jamie goes there because roderick had his refrigerator in his kitchen but he also had a refrigerator outside sure jamie being jamie you know he's like, hey boy i need a drink it's like oh the waters are here or the you know whatever's outside Roddy's got two fridge. God damn, Roddy. Roddy's got two fridge. Hey, hey. And I mean, he's calling people from outside, just letting the whole neighborhood know. Hey, your neighbor's got two fridge. Why it wasn't pluralized, I can't, because that's Jamie Noble speak. Two fridge. Two fridge. Uh, Fuck. You know, Jamie's. Is he still? Oh, my God. So I, I, I don't know if I can tell this. I'll give you the edited version. So I was just booked in uh, Raleigh two weeks ago for SmackDown. Okay. And uh, doing the, you know, bullshit extra hellos. And I see Jamie. I'm like, hey, man. He goes, hey, boy, you doing all right? I go, yeah. He goes, all right, good. And he walks off. And I was like, that was the weirdest fucking interaction (laughs) I've had with anybody ever. But whatever. So blah, 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 blah. I've got nothing to do. So at 9 o'clock... I'm ready to go. They're not using me. I've already eaten the catering. And catering's downgraded a lot. Sorry, guys. Those that don't know, it's not not the goods anymore. No, don't tell me this. It's not a treat. I'm sorry. Uh, The dream is dead. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I'm getting ready to, to sneak out the back door. Literally got my bag in my hand. Got my, you know, headed towards the back. And I hear, hey. Where you think you're going? Oh no! Nowhere, man. I'm just, you know, yeah, getting, getting stuff together. You got caught. Yeah. He goes. I mean, I don't give a shit if you leave, but I'd like to talk to you. All right, man. Cool. He goes. Let me go get on headset. 
and I, I just want to just want to chat a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I don't know the rest of the story, but deep down, I wish he was ribbing you. It yeah, no, made you stay the whole night. Awesome. And then he was like, oh, out. I didn't need, I didn't need to talk yeah. to you. Oh, it's you. No. <laughs> No, uh, so, but no, but he still ripped me because he's like, I got to go get on headset now. Sure. It's nine o'clock, right? Yeah. He had to get on headset for the main event. Sure. So he didn't have to get on headset then. He could have t- talked to me then. So he made you wait. He made me wait. That's good. So the darks in the ring is like, hey, come here, boy. I'm like, what's up? And we shared pleasantries but the end of, at the end of the day it was just I just wanted to catch up it's so good to see you that was really weird earlier wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> you fucking made it weird Jamie uh, I was there uh, under contract um, it was one of those weird times they sent us to a pay-per-view yeah and uh, as developmental talent and they had a talent meeting and and we were just like what do we do so we went in it yeah and we're there and Vince is holding court and like fucking yelling at all them for whatever. And then they're introducing whatever. And, and Dean Malenko's like, uh, they're introducing agents or whatever. Like, oh, agent, blah, blah. And Dean Malenko's like, um, Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble. Like, because he forgot Jamie to introduce oh, Jamie Noble. This no. is like one of his first yeah, runs. He first started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, and Jamie fucking Noble, blah, blah, blah. And I, was, I remember like that sticks out in my head because yes. I was like, oh, he forgot. Yeah. And it was one of those meetings where like, uh, who wants the fucking ball? Who's who's the one that's gonna fucking yeah. do this type of deal? And me, fucking my balls. I was like, I'm gonna raise my hand. I'm gonna raise my fucking hand yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. But I never raised my ah. hand. I never raised. It. I didn't do it. I, I chickened out. But it is what it is. Yes. No. I I, I don't want. I do have one more Jamie Noble story if you have time. It's got nothing Always. to do with anything. But Always. it's this is for shoot. That's what this podcast is. Is just telling stories. Good. And this a good is time. my favorite Jamie Noble. This, or, this is my favorite pro wrestling story of all time. And fuck you, Cabana. Yes. So, like I said, Jamie gets released in 04, and we pick up. I mean, just, I see him constantly. We worked on a lot of stuff together. Yeah. Uh, so, we're booked in Florida together on Friday. We're booked in New York together on Sunday. I've got a show in Alabama on Saturday. He's going to PWG to work AJ the first time. Okay. So Friday night we're talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fucking work AJ, you know. I've heard this boy's good. I'm about to fucking find out. Like, Jamie, AJ's the goods. Please, you know, Sunday I want to find out how it goes. Yeah. You know, he's like, of course, fuck it. We do our show Saturday. We meet up at the airport on Sunday, you know. And it's, as soon as he walks out, I'm like, so, how'd it go? He goes, God damn, boy. We had them motherfuckers rocking. I mean, they were hanging from all the rafters. Rafters next door. I mean, they just fucking, they loved it. We did, you know what we did? All of it. We did goddamn all of it, and they fucking loved it. We did this and that, and the fucking, we, they were laughing and crying. I mean, <laughs> they were laughing and crying. Yeah, yeah. They just fucking, everything. It was fucking so good until he hit me with the secret shoot. And then starts to walk away. The secret shoot. The secret shoot. And I'm befuddled. Yeah. The fuck? Jamie said it like it's a common phrase. And I'm like, is there a new carny that I'm not? And Jamie, whoa, Jamie. The fuck is the secret shoot? He goes, God damn, boy. We whipped each other's ass so good. It was great, man. I felt, I, I ain't felt that good after a match in fucking forever. I was so happy. I woke up this morning and fucking hurt everywhere. That boy <laughs> shot on me and didn't even tell me about it. <laughs> Did you 
make up the phrase secret shoot, Jamie? Oh, he fucking secret shot on me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm never going to let that let, no, let him down. No, no, no. AJ shot on him, didn't even have the decency to tell him about it. Oh. Yeah, no, it's just the best. Jamie's the best. Mm. The best of the best. Did you have a good relationship with Gabe? No. I, Gabe was so hard to read. Book it, Gabe, who yeah. I'm blocked by, by the way. Oh, no. I'll tell that in a minute. Oh, yes. Tell- uh, Gabe never took me serious. I think, I think Gabe, uh, long story short, I think Gabe saw something in me, but he also booked me to shut up Jimmy. <laughs> Fuck you, Cabana. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Cabana going to bat for me, I'll tell you that much, right? Uh, you wouldn't have got as far. Uh, and, <laughs> and part of it's just my personality. You know, I, I, I get I'm a lot. Sure. Uh, but like, so I'm doing the FIP run, you know, and Gabe's always giving me positive feedback. And, you know, maybe you try this, maybe you try this. One night he pulls, uh, he pulls me aside. He goes, Hey, do me a favor. Go stand next to Tony Mamalu. Do you know, you know, you know, Mamalu? Yeah. I was like, Oh, Mamalu, I, I know well, you know, I annoy him to death, <laughs> you know, cause he's the, he was one of those guys that he came to Wildside after the end of ECW yeah. And I'm a fucking mark for this. Like, dude, you and you and Guido versus Mikey and Tajiri, fuck out of my face. Yeah. That's fucking, dude, you're awesome, you know? And so I would pester him with fucking, dude, why are you so awesome? Teach me to be awesome. Yeah. And it'd drive him nuts. And if you know Tony, there's very few humans that don't drive him nuts. That's just Tony. Yeah. But he's like, you know Tony? I go, yeah. He goes, go stand next to him. So I go stand next to him. He goes, that's what I needed to see. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? He's just checking you guys out. And, couple days later, Jimmy goes, hey, I think you and Mama Luke are winning the ROH tag titles. Oh, okay, Jimmy, and I'm pretty sure you're winning the pure title. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. Fuck we, let's make fantasy believe, right? He goes, I think I caught wind. Uh, that's why he, he had you stand next to him to see if he liked the luck. And I, my relationship with Mama Luke, I will always say, I love Tony. Yeah. I love Tony to death. We're like sex oil and cooking oil. <laughs> Great. They're fucking great when they're used the right way. Sure. Don't mix those motherfuckers up. Oh, man. You don't want your eggs cooked with sex oil. It's <laughs> just, if I ever get a tram stamp, that's what it's going to say, right? Uh, we get along so well now. This whole ROH tag title run was a constant fucking fight oh, about everything. You know, that sucks. He was still holding on to like, I we've got to wear the Italian colors. We're Italian. I was yeah. like, fucking the secret's out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to remind them. Yeah. We've got to use the Rocky theme for fucking why. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are and, you fighting on it? Just let them do it. No, 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 no. Go back and watch the run. I'm in green and white and red sure. and we came out to the Rocky theme. Yeah. Uh, but it just... Even the laying out of matches, he was very much in a one-lane mind frame. Sure. And, you know, we're working, you know, the Ring Crew Express, and then we're working BJ and Jimmy Jacobs, and then we're working, like, Mama, or, uh, Milano Collection and, and yeah. Fuck You, Colt Cabana. Yep. So, right? So, like, we've got a litany of different style guys coming to us, and Mama looks like, nope, we're doing it this way. And I'm like, please don't. And we had this weird dichotomy where it was when Mama Luke was in the ring, we were heels. And then I'd get touched and they'd it was <laughs> a huge pop. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we like this one. Uh it was it was such a weird dynamic. Oh, man, that sucks to hear. Uh but 
fast forward to now. Now you're good. We're in great. We're a great place yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you sign a deal then? Yeah. Did you, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What was your first deal? Uh, it was it was three fifty a night. That's it. That's it. Not yeah. even like a weekly no. or monthly. Three three fifty in appearance. Oh wow! Yeah, for was, how long? It was uh, it was a year deal, but they had an out whenever they wanted it. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder what those contracts were because I uh, I once um, did I peek at it or was it there? Uh, Cabana, fuck you, Cabana left a notebook on his on his uh, coffee table. Yeah, and it was a date book. Okay, yeah. And it was like, it was open, and I looked at it, and I picked it up to look at it. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder what he's got coming up. But it said ROH, $500. Okay, uh, yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. Uh, $300 plus blah, blah, blah merch. And he was doing his thing, and that's where I learned how to do that. Like I, I started taking money notes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he gets $500 yeah, a yeah. show. And back then fucking still a lot of money i was like yeah, i was like oh wow five hundred dollars yeah but then his merch and this and this yeah, so i always wondered what the higher tiers were because cabana even told me um uh he never saw any money from the second saints oh yeah yeah no there was a lot of guys that so like you know but someone it, else saw the money from it all right but so yeah yeah but um, I always wonder what those deals were tailored to. Did they have a merch deal in that too, or no? It was a it was a potential for merch, but they never made you guys nervous. But no. if you did, do you know what first? Oh, you it was, know. I, no, I did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, keep in mind, I was they that could have been a blank sheet that said contract, and I would have fucking signed it. Sure, you know, and and I also had the mind frame because we're talking, we won the October of 05. I think it was October first, yeah. 05. Uh At that point, I. The game plan was simple. Go to ROH, get over, go to TNA. Win the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, win the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, win the Exhibition title. <laughs> like God intended. Uh, you know, but that's what, that's where when literally you get over an ROH, TNA comes calling. Yep. That's I mean, that was the... And so, all right, step one's complete, right? Sure. Uh, but yeah, like... Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. I know it was three fifty a night because I still thought. Did it ever get a raise? That, no, no, because no, because they. And this is where like my issues with Gabe, and it, it was it showed its head early on, and yeah. our my personality just clashed with his. Where, uh, Gabe never told me, "Hey, you guys are winning the titles." Gabe booked me on October first. At uh, Manhattan Center, mm -hmm. Joe versus Kobashi. Yeah. And he announces online, me versus Mama Luke. So oh. I'm under the, the only person that has told me we're winning the tag titles is Jimmy because he hurt Sure. It. So I see the match announced, me versus Mama Luke. And I was like, eh, maybe Jimmy's full of shit. Yeah. We get to the building that day and Mama Luke pulls me aside and goes, hey, our match got scratched. We're working BJ and Jimmy Jacobs and winning the tag titles. Weird. Gabe never. So, like, I had an idea that we were going to be a team because Jimmy told me we were going to be a team. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. stood next to each other once. Sure. <laughs> sure. That, that's the whole. That's that's. And so now I'm like, well, we need a team name. We're winning the titles tonight. Yeah. You know, like. And the only the thing that came to my brain was sports and entertainment. Okay. Mama Luke's the sport. I'm the entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And gave shit 
all over that. Yeah, he was like, we're not sports entertainment. Sure. Yes, you're, you are absolutely correct. You're not. We are. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then it was just like, okay, Gabe, well, what would you like us to be called? You, do you have ideas? Well, we'll come up with something. Yeah. Still waiting on that. <laughs> he just, he, he, he saw, I want to put the titles on these guys. Okay, I did it. Next. There was zero, yeah, zero plan for us after that. My my interactions with Gabe were were real fucking weird. Yeah. So it was the AIM conversation. Okay, yeah. Then I got booked. Did Ohio? Did Chicago? And then nothing came of it. And then Ohio Chicago came up again. So this time Cabana grabbed Gabe. I was in uh, I was in like a scramble. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grabbed him. Put him on a chair and made him watch. Yeah, me, Russell, and I killed it. I remember getting like the fucking bang on the barricade. Yeah, yeah, which is a big deal. So, so I did a bunch of cool shit. Got the bang on the barricades, and Cabana was fucking telling me he was elbowing. I was like, "You see? Do you fucking see?" And, um, and then he, oh, man, I don't know how to take this comp this this thing he said to me. So the next night, I wrestle. Um, uh, who's a student that was bald kid? What uh, um, one? Was there an, someone with an O? I'm, I want to say the word Osiris, but I don't oh, know. Oh, Ernie Osiris. Ernie Osiris. Yes, yes. So I wrestle Ernie Osiris the next night, uh, dark, and we killed it. Yeah. I got fucking cheered. Ernie got fucking booed. It was fucking great. Again, what banging on the barriers. Yes. And I went to the game, like, what do you think? is yeah, man, real weird. They were booing Ernie, and I was like, "The fuck do you mean?" <laughs> it's weird. Like, they booed the heel. You booked me in the city I'm from, where all these fans know me because yes. they've been watching me for fucking years, and I killed it. Of course, they're gonna fucking boo him. I was like, "What are you talking?" I did my job. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, weird. Whatever." And then, uh, then I get signed, and Cabana sends me the message Gabe sends him. Oh. And he goes, "I guess you were right about Rob." And I was like, this motherfucker, God. right? Yeah. So then fast forward, we get to Florida. Gabe's in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. FIP. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we would, what would happen? Either Harry Smith, myself, Natty, us four would go to eat after FIP shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what we did. And we would go to the Applebee's or whatever. And Gabe would be there, and we all talk. No, I remember seeing you guys. So yeah. yeah, and he, he remember he said to us, he goes, "I wish I could use you guys on my show." Like, of course you fucking do. Yeah, like, you wish you used to develop my guys. And uh, he was super buddy buddy with it, and he was super buddy buddy with me. Yeah, how you been? It's so fucking great. Whatever, because now I'm developing my contract. Yeah, right. I get rumblings. I'm gonna get let go. And I'm friends with Roderick Strong at this time. Yeah, uh, not showing up to his house. Yeah, of course, yes, yes. And I go, hey man, I think I'm gonna get let go. Can you help me out with Gabe? Like, if this happens it's, and when it happens. Yes. He's like, yeah, I'll do my best. I'm like, okay, great. I get let go, and two days later, I'm on FIP. Yeah. And I do FIP, and I my plan was, as soon as I did that FIP show, I was moving home. That oh, next, yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah. That night, actually, I loaded up my car and left. So I went home, apartment, took a shower, loaded my car was already half loaded, said bye to Tyson kid, went back to Chicago. Oh. Chicago's going down. Now Gabe is faving me again and faving me again and faving me again. 
I'm like, this motherfucker. So then he gets out of ROH. Yes. Out. Now I'm allowed to AIM him. Which fucked me up, but go on. So he gets out, and I hit him a message. I'm like, hey, man, sorry that this happened to you. You know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, no worries. You know, we stayed friendly. He's like, I might have something in mind. Uh, uh, I'll keep, I'll I'll let you know. Yes. Because Dragon Weight's about to start. Yes, yes. And he does some weird fucking dirt sheet thing interview, and someone sent it to me, and he read his book. He's like, how does this affect Tyler Black? How does this affect Tyler Black? And then he said, guys on my radar for next is me. And I was on his thing. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude, I was on the, I was on the, I was on the, the other end of that. Guys on my, guys you should book long term. So yeah. he had two lists, right? Yeah, I had, was on the, your list. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Dragon Gate starts. We're friendly, friendly. Dragon Gate starts. He hits up Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Because he really wanted him. And and Mustafa and Ali were doing good matches at this point. He's like, I want, he's like, I'll bring you in. Who do you want to wrestle? He's like, Rob. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I can do that. He goes, but I can't pay you guys. Oh, God. And then fucking Ali hits me back up. He goes, Hey man, he said I can't pay us, and I and I said, listen, I know this is for you. I was like, and it's out in Philly. I go, I'll do it for free for you. you. Yeah, yeah. If that's a thing, and then he goes, all right, let me talk to Gabe. Goes back to Gabe. Gabe goes, all right, cool, Ben. Oh, by the way, I can't give you trans either. Jeez. And and then he comes back to me. Ali comes back. He goes, bro. He just said he we have to get ourselves out there. I go, oh, what? Because uh, at this point, am I in CCW yet? I just got to CCW. Okay. And they were taking care of us. Yeah. Taking care of us as well. And I go, I go again, for you, you're oh, going to make the decision, but right now, fuck that. You know what I mean? And Ali goes, you know what? Yeah, you're right. He goes, fuck that. No. Because Jersey All Pro was booking Ali. Yeah. And uh, he, he goes back to Gabe and he's like... Man, we can't do that, dude. He's like, you got to take care of our trans. And Gabe's response was, well, I guess I'll find someone to do it. And uh, uh, He goes, uh, he goes, I could find other people to do that spot. You guys could stay home. And that was my big fuck you yeah, to Gabe. Yeah, and yeah. when Gabe got fired by NXT, he put out some tweet or whatever. And it was like, uh, this much money for a Zoom call. This oh, yeah, much yeah, money yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This much for this. I quote tweeted that bitch. And I said, hey, man, I'll book you to come to Chicago but I can't pay you, and I can't give you trans, but it's going to be great fucking exposure for what you're doing. Instant block. Fantastic. <laughs> instant instant oh, block. I was like, fuck. Worth every bit of it. Fuck God, you, yes, asshole. Yes. Because, like, he just did a lot of fucking dicking around, man, and I didn't respect him, and I, I hated when DJ brought him in. Yeah. Uh, Black Jesus and I were talking about that yesterday. He's, I was like, when DJ brought in... Uh, gave for a little bit to help book CZW or think about it. We were like, get him the fuck out of here. Yeah, no. no, no. I was like, I was done with it. I wasn't having it. It was fucking whatever, man. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, he played hokey. I, he, he played hokey pokey with me so much. So like, and this, how did he, how did it shutting down fuck you up? Well, so here's this was the hokey pokey thing, yeah. right? So like, so Mama Luke and my run ends, and he 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 pulls me aside towards the end and goes, hey. I got to figure out something for you. You're the one I want to keep. You know, Mama Luke's just not working. Sure. I don't I don't know what I have for you right now, though. Hey, man, uh, thanks for being up front with me. I can throw ideas at you. You know, yeah. I'll come up with ideas. He goes, please do. And it's it always drives me nuts. If you're the booker, I don't mind throwing ideas, but I shouldn't have to throw all the ideas. If mm-hmm. you have nothing, like, then what the fuck are you doing? 
don't tell me you, you want to use me, but you also don't want to put thought into using me. Yeah. It's one or the other. So uh, Jimmy and I would brainstorm. Cause, I mean, I was on the phone with Jimmy constantly anyways about everything. Yeah. And Jimmy's in a good spot. And so Jimmy and I, you know, he's like, hey, man. At the time, he was using girls for his footstool. Yes. And he was like, what if you're my footstool? Like, I fucking am in real life. What the fuck <laughs> wouldn't I do? Like, I'll make a buck off that, right? Yeah. And he was like, no, I think it'd be great. You know, we've got chemistry, blah, 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 blah. Pitches the game. Gabe's like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. So we, so I joined the embassy. Night one, it's me and Jimmy against Jay Lethal and Fuck You Cabana. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite matches ever. I mean, we fucking killed it. It was fucking, like, fuck yeah. I should have been here the whole time. Yeah. I'm teaming with my best friend. Like, this is fucking dope as fuck. We, we have maybe two months together. We're booked in Dayton. It's, it's, the, it's the Dayton Chicago loop. Yeah. Nana wants to get flown in. We're not flying you in. Well, you don't fly me in. I'm not showing up. Okay, fine. Fuck it. We're killing the embassy. That's how the embassy died. Yeah, that was it. Because he wanted a flight. Nana wanted a flight, and they weren't doing it. And so Jimmy was like, okay, well, because keep in mind at that point, it's me, Jimmy, and Daisy Hayes was our fucking assassin. Yeah. You know, yeah. she was our ninja woman. You know, like I'm the I'm the bump and feed bitch boy. Jimmy's Jimmy, and but Daisy was our fucking ninja. Like she was lethal as fuck, right? We would only use her in spots where she kicked someone's ass. Like and that was just the mechanics of it all. Yeah. Uh, and so Jimmy was like, fuck it. We don't need to be the embassy. It could just be me, Daisy and, and Sal. Yeah. You know? And Gabe was like, nope, fuck it. You're the singles guy. We'll send the other two home. Damn. So it's like, well, the fuck man. So Gabe, Gabe pulls me aside. He goes, ah, oh, we're going to kill the embassy. We'll come up with something for Fucking you. Nana, man. Fuck you, Nana. Yeah. Right. So then in FIP, cause I'm still doing all the FIP shows. Yeah. Gabe turns me heel. He goes, what if you led a faction? I was like, I, what if I do? Yeah. And so he put me with Kenny King, Rhett Titus, sure. uh, Jason Blade, and Chasen Rance, who, fuck you, Chasen Rance, you dirty, perverted bastard. This is a lot of fuck yous in this one. Yeah. I love yeah. this. <laughs> uh, and he's like, uh, you're young, rich, and ready for action, right? And this is right before he starts the- This is where you guys came out in the fucking convertibles and yes, shit? Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So- and this is right before he starts Faction Wars in ROH. Yeah. And so Faction Wars start. We've got this hot fucking group down in Florida. Yep. And Gabe pulls me aside one night. He goes, fucking thank you. This is fucking money. This is, I, I cannot wait to get you guys with the fucking Vulture Club and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like fucking dope. Thank you, Gabe. And he goes, yeah. But, god damn it, I should have <laughs> known. That's on me. I'll take the heat on that one. He goes, but... Uh, right now, we don't have any African-Americans. Like, ROH, the ROH roster needs more African-Americans. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and sign Kenny King right now. When contracts contracts come up in March, so this con this conversation is like October. Yeah. Contracts come up in March, you're the first contract I'm signing. Cool. I'm patient. Yeah. You know, fucking five months. Sweet. He goes, but in the meantime, I will give you a few, a few dates, you know, just so we can get the the, the faction on, you know, on the radar, blah, blah, blah. Even better. Thanks. So he gives me a couple dates. I know one was St. Louis, Nashville. Ironic now that I think yeah. about it. Uh, and so I get those dates, and then a week later, 
yo, did you get, yo, did you hear? And keep in mind, at this point, Jimmy's already in TNA. Yeah. Jimmy's already had his falling out with Gabe. Yeah. So, like, my in is me. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have, uh, Gabe's gone. Bullshit. No, Gabe can't be gone till April. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking get him back. <laughs> but yeah, so Gabe getting fired. So P- Pierce gets the book. I, you know, I love Pierce. I've known Pierce forever. So yep. I, to, to be in with the times, I hit a, Pierce up on MySpace. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, these are the dates Gabe had given to me. We discussed the contract in March. Like, I don't know if you contact You're him. You're fucking doing yeah, damage control. But, but like, dude, I'm fucking, these, these were the words that were said to me. Yeah. You know, hey, every date you have, I can honor. I'm not in control of contracts. You know, I, I don't know where those lie right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I will, every date you have, I will 100% fill. Sure. Thank you. So, because uh, I said, so I'm going to butt in. Adam Pierce was so good to me yes. during the ROH days. Uh, because again, fuck you, Cabana still helped out. Yes. Right. And and he got me in. This is during, is this the oranges? No, that was Gabe's oranges. Uh, when I brought the oranges anyway, again, Ohio, fucking Chicago. Chicago. Right. So, uh, Pierce booked me, um, for Ohio and let me wrestle Jimmy Jacobs one-on-one Nice. on the main show. Yes. Fucking killed it. Re- I did the fucking dive over the barricade. This is when the Iggy Disco Fantastico mask had a horn. Yes. I had a brand new mask. Jimmy Jacobs grabs a horn, punches me in the face. I sell, rips the horn right off. And he put it in his mouth. It was great. Yeah. And then never again have I had a horn. Which RIP. Yeah, I ripped the horn off. But he was like so apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it was actually pretty fucking yeah, cool. No, it works. He ripped the yeah, horn yeah, off my yeah, mask. Yeah. So uh, we kill it. Did great. And then Chicago came. They cut my match. Ah. Uh. Uh, Pierce paid me anyway. That's awesome. And no, he came up to me. He goes, hey, listen, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, we don't have time for this. Um, we have to cut your match. I'm paying you anyway. Here we go. And then he gave it to me. And I became a Ohio-Chicago guy under yes. Adam Pierce's uh, That's thing. Awesome. He even gave me a win. He, I went over on Rashi Brown. Nice. Uh, on, yes. on, a, on a Chicago main ROH show. Um, I, I but yeah, I was just an Ohio, Chicago, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Adam Pierce is the fucking man. Yes, no, I love Pierce, and Pierce is another guy. Every time I do a spot, he always, you know, yeah. The, I, so the the last, so he wasn't in Raleigh. He was he was in L.A. doing the WrestleMania on yeah. sale ticket. But the the booking I had before that, uh, which was just a couple months prior, uh, I saw him in catering before he saw me, and I did one of those. I I snuck behind him. Mm. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Pierce, do you have a minute? <laughs> and you can see his whole aura drop, and he's yeah. like, fuck, I have to turn around. I have yeah, to yeah, say yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't have the time. I don't want this fucking conversation. Fuck whoever this is. So he turns around. He's like, oh, my fucking yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, what are you doing tonight? I was like, here? Uh, yeah. Eating catering? He goes, oh, my God. And like, he's trying to throw me in every spot he can so I can bump and get extra money. I'm yeah. like, man, I love Pierce to death. He's, yes. So so when he tells you he has no d- idea what's going on with contracts, were you dead in the water yeah, at this yeah, point? Yeah, 100%. Is this where he made the decision, all right, maybe I'm done? Yeah, well, this, this no, no, not 100%, but yeah. this helped push me. So. Did Jimmy try to help you in TNA then? Jimmy, Jimmy did. Okay. Uh, but uh, with the ROH thing, Pierce was he was always up front with me about. It. He goes, "Hey, I mean, yeah, I I'm not I'm not 
in control of the contracts. That's a Sid thing. I yeah. always had a weird relationship with Sid anyways. He goes, but I will book you on everything I know I can. Yeah. This is when they got the HD net deal. Mm -hmm. So I was on every HD net and he always had like stuff. It wasn't just like, Hey, go wrestle. Was it still your contract pay though? No, no, oh. no. I, I was, yeah, but Carrie always took care of me. Carrie, yeah. Carrie always slipped me a little extra just because, I mean, that's nice. Yeah, which was very, especially since I wasn't flying. I never had a real interaction with Carrie. It, Carrie's a great guy. Yeah. It's even the the last ROH show I did was every time they ran center stage. Yeah, I, I I was on the ROH shows and Carrie would be there and always, you know, didn't matter what he was doing, would stop and have time for me and uh, yeah. very appreciative of Carrie. Uh, and, and, you know, and obviously Pierce who always, you know, like always had something for me to do at TV where I sure. could be at least a character, you know, you, you know, Hey, we've got Brian and Nigel and Jerry Lynn and Austin Aries having kick-ass matches. We've got seg two that needs four minutes. Go fucking be sour and have yeah. fun every time he'd let me, you know, like one time I, I just pitched this idea it was Kingston. It's like, what if we fucking do a King Kong Bundy WrestleMania one match? He goes, what do you mean? I go, what if the whole match is three seconds? He goes, lay it on me. Because at that time, I was kind of randomly in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, that yeah. Was, I was sour no wrong place, wrong time guy. So Kingston's in the ring cutting a promo about how he wants to kick any anybody's ass. Any ass that gets kicked, you know, any next face he sees is getting their ass kicked. And Hagedorn walks out, sees this, and just reaches through the curtain. And it just happens to be me. <laughs> so my back is to Hagedorn the whole time. Like, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? I get in the ring. I do my favorite pro wrestling spot. I back into the baby face. Yeah. Oh, shit. I feel him. I feel him. I feel him. I pray to Jesus. I get back up. I feel him again. I turn around. Back fist. Ring the bell. Kingston covers me. One, two, three. Ring the bell. Yeah. You know? And they... Pierce was like, I couldn't love that more. I want all of that. <laughs> and so, like, you know, that's uh, one night he, he, you know, I was I was wrong place, wrong time guy against D'Lo Brown and Rashi Brown. And I was like, yo, I, I'm not racist. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> oh, like, no, stop. <laughs> dude, this is heat, right? Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah. The, but uh, the, the rate was down, but the... You know, I'm I'm doing the HDNet TVs religiously. I'm you know I'm I've got a character. You know, uh, I can't remember brother's name, but I was usually the slap the porpoise guy. Okay. Uh, you know, so like it yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was a spot. It wasn't the best spot, but it wasn't the worst spot. It you was know? fucking there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but once the HD nets were starting to die off, and Pierce was Pierce never had full control, and that was the problem. Yeah. Uh, Pierce, Pierce told me many times, like, dude, if I could put your pen to paper right now, you'd have nothing to worry about here. Yeah. I, they not, I'm handcuffed. Uh, and that kind of, that beat me over the head. And I was, I was in talks with TNA, but every time, like there was four weeks in a row, they flew me to Orlando to watch the show, you know, cause paid though? yeah, yeah well, uh. the, well, the, well, the pitch, cause Jimmy had pitched at this point, they're doing rock and rave infection, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they wanted to s spin Lance off singles. 
Sure. Then you go in there, you no, can no, play the fucking air guitar. No, Jimmy wanted me to be the drummer. Yeah. You know, that was the pitch. Like, yeah. oh, you know, it'd be Jimmy Rave the guitar player, Sour Naro the drummer. We're rocking, you know, rock and rave still. I whatever. Like I got long hair, I could be a rock star, fuck yeah. it, right? And uh four weeks in a row, they fly me out. We took a couple group pictures. That was the end of it. That it sucks. We know I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, no, and it was week five. It was just like, uh, we're not gonna do it yet. Oh no, no I'm sorry. I I Week four that uh, I was there. Hey, can you can you do a squash with Matt Morgan? Okay, dude, I can do a squash with anybody. Yeah. I'll whip his ass. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know, no, like, yeah, I'll let him. You know, either like oh, you know, and they're doing the hard sell to me. Oh, yeah. it's we want to get your face on the TV and get your name. Like, no, you fucking don't. Yeah. You want a guy that can make this yeah. motherfucker look good. I, I. I, I'm not a fan of my own work, but I know what I can do yep. and make motherfuckers look good is one of the things I can do. Like it's two minutes. He's big. I'm small. He beats me up and wins. I think I can manage that. Sure. Uh, we get to the back and Jeff, uh, Jarrett, you know, fucking goddamn boy. That's how you bump that. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Russo's like, oh, you're the goods. I can't fucking wait. This rock and rave thing's going to be great for you. Never have Crickets. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. Maybe I pissed someone off, but I would ask Jimmy, like, I pissed someone off? Like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck happened? Because, dude, I don't know what happened. Like, it, it, It's it, just wrestling. The wrestling business is so fucking weird. Yeah. No, it's, it's so fucking weird because um, uh, my only talks with TNA yeah. happened with... Uh, so, you ever meet Ed Schumann? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, Ed Schumann was an NWA uh, board member. You know you can't talk NWA board members to a yeah. Bill Barron's guy. And not- <laughs> uh, so, Ed Schumann's an NWA board member, and he was a Chicago guy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he was part of my crew. And he would bring in Terry Taylor. Yeah. And Terry Taylor would tell me things. Fuck you, Terry Taylor. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're saying this all in love, but kind of seriously. Though. Um, he would tell me for weeks. no. Three months. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to bring you in TNA. I want to bring you in TNA. It's going to happen, blah, 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 because I'm doing NWA Midwest bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you're doing really good. Like, whatever. So I'm three months of this shit. You eventually get fucking tired of hearing it. I don't think this is happening. Yeah. So um, uh, I do the, um, man, do I snitch on myself here? All right, I'm gonna stitch on myself. Yeah, this is tough. This is so big moment. Th- the reason why I'm gonna stitch on myself because it's funny, right? Please share. So, um, uh, uh, long story fucking short, Ken Anderson talks me into going up to Johnny Ace. Yes. At Extra, and he and he go and I and I ask Ken because we're from the same area. I go, what do I do? Like, I think it was my. I've been there a couple times actually. More than I was like, what do I do? What do I fucking do? He's like, go up to Johnny Ace right now and say what I'm going to tell you word for word. I said, lay it on me. He goes, go to him and say, Johnny Ace, uh, I have no family. I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. I don't have any girlfriend, which is all true. Yes. He goes, I want to make you and myself a lot of money. What can you do for me? And I was like, shaking. Yeah. Shaking. Petrified, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. So... This is SmackDown. I'm sitting on a box, and uh, Maurice, who just came to the United States, barely speaks English, yes. is sitting kind of next to me. Johnny walks up, talks to her for a second, 
looks at me and stops, just stares at me. And I, and I go, do you have a second? He goes, yeah, come with me. And I walk with him and I go, and, I, and I'm very shakily, say the thing I say. Exact words. And he yes. goes, uh, do you have any tattoos? I go, I got this one on my wrist. He goes like, okay. He goes, when are you coming back next? I go, in two weeks. He goes, come grab me. I'll watch you work out in the ring. Fucking perfect. Uh, I'm going to a place with this. So that was a Tuesday. Wake up. I get phone call from Nova on Wednesday. Yes. What the fuck did you do yesterday? I'm like, oh, oh I'm woke no. up. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? What did I call to wake up? To? I'm waking up. I'm like, wait, what? He goes, what the fuck did you do at SmackDown yesterday? I'm like, I, uh, I'm thinking like, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? I was like, I don't, I don't know. He's like, no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, Johnny Ace saw your photo on my desk, said he really likes you and wants you to go for a week tryout and, and <laughs> thing. And I'm like, oh, what? And I'm still waking <laughs> yes, up, right? Yes, none of this so, is making sense. So here's where I snitch on myself. So I'm like, all right, when's my tryout? He gives me the date. Uh, I, <laughs> oh man, I don't, this, why do I say these things about myself? Uh, so it gives me the date. It's a Monday to a Friday. To a Friday. Yeah. Uh, I was going to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. Uh, the weekend before or the weekend of, right. So the, like the Saturday, Sunday before the Monday, it was technically Thursday, Friday, Saturday, okay, yeah, land yeah, yeah. home Sunday. And, um, Oh, man, why am I doing this myself? So I used to go to Vancouver a lot. Yeah. And I used to wrestle for this promotion called... Oh, dude, I can't do it. No, I can't. <laughs> so much pressure. So much pressure. We're too deep now. We're too deep now. There's, there's no one doing this. So they don't exist anymore. So basically, they were custom matches just for the internet. And In there. And, and uh, it was in a studio... With no fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we would. Did you would, have to use the baby oil? Stop. No. Okay. No, we wore our gear. <laughs> no. So in a ring. I had to do a custom with baby oil. That's why I asked. Okay, so <sighs> it was before custom matches were a thing. Yeah. And they would fly big names out there. Yes. Yes. It was like my first trip was like me, uh, Seth Rollins, Delirious, Davy Richards, yeah, yeah. like big fucking names. And I was like, well, what, what is this? And they were paying us like $800 per match. match. Yep. And they go, what is this? So like, we have a subscription service of people that want to watch certain people wrestle. So we have our roster, they pick it, then you guys wrestle. And I go, what the fuck am I doing weird? He's like, you're not doing anything weird. I go, what do I have to wear? You just have to your wear gear. your own gear. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Dude. So I went a lot. Yes. Because it was a lot of it's money. It's a lot of money right? to wrestle. So uh, uh, why did I even tell on myself? Because it has nothing to do with the Taylor Taylor story. It kind of does. So I do the cyber, I, I do the, the internet, whatever. And then um, land in Chicago Sunday. Yep. And immediately fly out the next day for my thing. Tryout. So yeah. I do my tryout. A couple months go by, get an offer. I see Taylor Taylor as I'm doing my finishing updates. And he comes up to me, he goes, just out of, like, very rudely and very ag aggressively goes, hey, TNA trader. And I go, <laughs> I stop and go, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, you traded on us and you went over here. We were going to fucking bring you in and do whatever. I go, hold on, stop. Dude, yeah, you we were going to bring me in every week for three, three fucking months. months. Yes. I was like, no, don't fucking tell me that shit. You were dangling that carrot, blah, 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 blah. So I basically snitch on myself doing internet wrestling to tell, to say fuck off to Terry yes, Taylor. Yes. <laughs> no. No, no, hey, look, look, 
I did customs. Damn. I, I did customs. It was only six, so now I'm envious. And it was the the only. It wasn't anything weird, but they did want if you could oil up. I'm not a baby oil I guy. I didn't do any of that. No, but no, no. I had ours to, was straight up matches. So I would do two out of three falls matches, and as a heel, I would use the baby oil as a cutoff. So I'd squirt the baby face in the oh, I'm glad I didn't do your fucking <laughs> yeah. one. And there would be moves that, like, you have to do a Boston Crab. Well, motherfucker, I'll do a body. But, like, nothing like, you you need to open mouth kiss your you Nothing no. like that. But yeah, my, like, my guy, the guy that ran ours, he had a he had a studio in California, and he had a studio in Canada. Yeah. And he was like, you want to come to the Can- stu- uh, California? I'm like, no, I love fucking Vancouver. Because he put us up in, like, middle of downtown, yes, and we just yes, could explore the yes, town for four days. Yes. I was like, no way. All right, so we're an hour and 30 minutes in. We haven't even talked wrestling figures. Oh, uh, unacceptable. Uh, so we'll do a part two of this um, next time I see you. 100%. And we'll cover uh, just life yes, and there's a lot collectings of and diamond. toys and things yes. like that. So what do you do? You want to plug anything before you go? Yeah, uh, sure. If uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Sal Renaro, R-I-N-A-U-R-O, a lot of vowels. Uh, and on Instagram, Sal underscore Renaro, because I messed up the first one. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man. yeah, I just, I'm so uninternet savvy, but uh, I've got a, a series of vignettes I've shot that uh, it, really they're just things that make me chuckle. It's, you know, nothing more than a minute. It's your moment of Sal. I post a new one every week. Uh, it's just me doing weird shit to make me chuckle. And if you want to come along with the ride, God bless you. And if you don't fuck off, Cole Cabana, I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> and, and we'll see each other in November and we'll definitely do a part two about all things collecting. Yes. Yes. Deal? I'm all in. All right. See you later. Take care.